Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Come on, you spurs! Go on, then. What a win. What a win. In the, uh, I'm not going to, let's not, we're not going to dedicate it to Jean-Pierre Ventroni, but it is worth mentioning that this has been a particularly, I would imagine, taxing week for Tottenham Hotspur Football Club and for Antonio Conte personally. Well, yeah, you'd think so. I mean, Conte's worked with him on and off for, what, 20 years? I think so. I mean, we've seen that picture surfacing, you know, when Conte was at, is it Siena? I think so. And he was there. Just everyone, this is Connor and Phil. Hello. Both regular listeners to the podcast will know the pair of them now. And contributors. There you go. Thank well, you. no, I was talking about the people that do listen to the podcast. Oh, fuck them. Yeah, right. <laughs> they will know who you are. I'm just going to open up a tin. Um, it was a good win for Tottenham Hotspur today, lads. It was, it was, it was. And look, I'm going to start by saying that I, I am pretty fucking pissed, mate. And I was pretty pissed by the time we kicked off. Why are you quite pissed today, Phil? Well, you know, I mean, I just try to have like a, a cultural evening afternoon at a Oktoberfest thing Oktoberfest Oktoberfest yeah 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 and yeah we visited so today we visited a large tent that's the best way you can put it in a field yeah a marquee basically we were were, it was quite funny like we were talking about there's probably a thousand people gathered to a tent because they sold Big beers, uh, yeah. Big, they sell beers in buckets, pretty much. Big yeah. beers, two pints. Yeah, we could have gone to a normal pub and not paid for it. No, but we chose not to do that. We we literally bought tickets we chose to, to go and sit in a tent. That's how simple we are as creatures, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's what it takes. I came down from Newcastle, Jack, <laughs> to London. You did come down from Newcastle. I heard they were doing pints in two pint cups, so I came two hundred and fifty miles for that. Tent, I had to watch Tottenham, obviously. Tent to sell big beer. Ugh. Yeah. That's it. And exactly. there was a band. There was like a... There was an unpod band. Tell you what, they were good. A brass band. They were. Yep. They were okay. They didn't play He's Magic, you know, which we were hoping for. No. Because Jack was singing that very early on. I was singing that, yep. But, As he usually is. Yeah, yeah, generally speaking. But, today... But, the match. We, we had some beers and then we came back to my house, my humble abode... And we watched Tottenham Hotspur beat what I'm, you know, I'm going to say, a team that I was, going to be really honest about this, fully expecting Tottenham Hotspur to lose to. No, I wouldn't but say. I, well, yeah, go on then, go on, come. I mean, they scored three goals at Anfield and got a draw, didn't they? But mm. I don't know. I'd have been very disappointed if we lost to Brighton on. Would you though? Yes, on, only because not if it was still Potter, but only because this is the the Zerbi's the, the new manager's second game. I'd have been quite disappointed if we lost that today. But I watching the game, I never really thought we were in danger of losing that. Mm. How are you feeling, Con? But before before we watch the game, going into it, how are you feeling? 
that, that's a good question. I mean, I, it was a bit of an unknown quantity, I guess. Mm. I kind of went into it thinking like, oh, to be honest, like me personally, I was thinking I'm going to have a lovely time drinking loads of beers and then go and watch Spurs play a game. So not to be like a, you know, not a fan, but I was like, that was a secondary uh, thing for me. But again, like... Pop, you know, Graham Potter, is, he, he, he feels like a manager that has caused this problem in, in, in the past. We've not really kind of sorted out our... Or it felt like we were in a bit of a, 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 a period of sorting out what uh, formation we were going to play. But going into it, you know, it, it was quite comfortable. I mean, like, again, I, I don't think, like, uh, Laurie's had a save to make, did he? Do, 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 do you know what I felt about it, is right? Cause, because... We can say Brighton are a good team, which they are. Yeah. They are objectively a good team now. But, again, objectively, Tottenham are a better team than Brighton. That, to me, was... And maybe this is part of my... I moan about Conte a bit, right? No. But, a bit. But the, the emotional side of things, that, to me, was a better team turning up and winning. Yeah. But, yeah, and yeah, yeah, all, yeah, yeah. Separate the anxiety, all yeah, the bullshit... Yeah, yeah. That was a comfortable victory for Tottenham. Yeah, if you were neutral watching that, you'd be like, this is going the way I expected it to go. But again, awesome. that has to do with the formation, surely. A lot of Spurs fans have been crying out for three five two for weeks, and he just hasn't done it. For one reason or another, he hasn't done it. But today, he decided, you know, he's going to play Basuma, he's going to play Doherty. Partly to, partly to do with Emerson, but as the last time Emerson didn't play, I thought he'd do Perisic right mm. wing back and Cessna on left wing back. But I'm, I'm very surprised to play Doherty. Before we go into the right wing back, the formation, like we we all said this, we were watching this. Ten minutes in, we instantly looked like yeah. a better team, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're like, playing further up the pitch. We just seem to have, again, like it, it feels like a bit weird for us to say as people talking on the podcast, but we we all kind of knew like having an extra man in midfield would give us a bit more. Control over Why doesn't he listen to us? Why doesn't he? Is he not subscribed? He'd have got a lot further if he listened to us, wouldn't he? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But that's the thing. And then we were playing further up the pitch and we were just like more in control. But I just can't remember the last time we watched the opening 20, 30 minutes of a Tottenham match and we weren't on the back foot. Yeah. And, you know, I know that's part of, you know, the game plan and we often win those games, but just the opening 20, 30, I can't remember being as in command as we were today. We all watched them at Anfield the other week. Yeah, we'll go two. They look quality. Very, uh, went two 0 up very yeah. early on. We're in control, and they should have won that. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We didn't give them. We didn't let them today. I could, you know, I can remember Luis making one save, one very easy save. In fairness, yeah, but yeah. Apart from that, I thought, yeah, part of that's a you know the formation, but again, that changed with what twenty minutes to go. Brought Richarlison on, Brazuma came off. And what I was saying there is, that I'm not trying to reduce at all what Tottenham had done today, but. You know, when I was saying that the better team turned up and won, but we as Spurs fans, you know, one of our biggest things is because I guess because we've never seen us get the big thing across the line, so it opens us up to Spursy, we're going to bottle it, all this shit. So we always worry, even when we know in our heart of hearts we should be winning this game or a particular game. If we Five, six, seven years ago, we'd have drawn Brighton in the FA I mean, Cup. Yeah. We'd, have, we'd have been like, great, that's in, a bye. To in the fairness, so this is the new manager bounce, even though, you know, that's, of, that's usually reserved for 
a team whose manager had been sacked and they've brought in a new one. Mm. Even though it's Potter leaving and they didn't want him to leave. A new manager bounce is still a thing and I don't think they get that result at Anfield otherwise. No. And this is his yeah. first home game. You know, you'd think it would be a huge atmosphere, which it fucking wasn't. Not going to lie, no, it wasn't. No, no. You know, the first home game with a new manager, you'd think would be really, really under the cosh. And I think if we didn't start with this new formation, it's not new, is it? We know what three five two is. But if we didn't start with this formation, I think we'd have been under the cosh a lot for the first 20, 30 yeah, minutes. Yeah, but we yeah, weren't, we yeah. weren't at all. Yeah. Do you, all right, though, lads, do you feel that Tottenham were particularly good today, though? Or do you think it was, like I keep saying, a, simply a case of the better team showing up and winning? I, I think that we, we, we it, it was quite a mature performance from us. Yeah. I think that we were like, you know, what what did we score in the twenty second minute? Got ahead and just kind of managed the game out. And I think that that is a mark of a good team. I, I don't think that, you know, again from then on, we, I don't know. I, I don't think we really conceded possession. We didn't conceded chances. It, it was a bit strange that he took Basuma off to put Richarlison on. That seemed to weirdly put in, invite more pressure onto us. But even then. Again, it, yeah. but it also gave them something else to think about as well. You know, they were on the attack, but yeah. then we we we've taken off a, a quite defensive-minded midfielder off for for a striker, and mm. you know, do you do you know? I I kind of feel you know in a funny way like you talk about Basuma there. The only time re- we've not really the only time we've literally seen Jed Spence, if I recall correctly, in the Premier League Forest. is against Forest. Yeah. Really, the only significant time we've seen Basuma now is against Brighton. Yeah. Mm. Do we feel that Conte, we talk about him being this pragmatist, we talk about him being cold, that he's just a winner, all he wants to do. Or is there a bit of us that is he doesn't want our new signings to kind of suffer this embarrassment of not playing against the old teams that he's, he's putting them in to be a bit like, show your old lot why you fucking moved to here. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean that's interesting. I mean I hadn't thought of that, but yeah, it's. Uh, I mean I, I I don't know with with those two. Certainly Jed Spence. It feels like to me it, it's just being a bit safe and not necessarily needing to drop him into it. But yeah, that, I mean that's an interesting point. And and who knows what fucking you know mind games goes on with with a with a Premier League manager trying to get his team to kind of you know buy into it and. And, and whatever it's just a, I think Jed Spence is a, a weird one I'd really like to have seen him more especially at you know home games where we're expected to win against possibly you know the bottom half teams mm. I think we really could have done with him I mean when was the last time we had a player with any sort of pace comparable to Jed Spence mm. I honestly can't remember yes. Aaron, Lennon. Aaron Lennon probably, probably last yeah, time literally Jed Spence is absolutely rapid and I really think it had a lot more. But, like Son you know, is quick, but... Yeah, but it's a different level, isn't it, really, you know? But, yeah, you know. yeah. I mean, I, 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 I think that that actually does kind of change the dynamic of the team, though, if we put someone in where he is the main outlet. And, I, I, you know, I, I don't for, for a minute think that we won't see Jed Spence play in the, the League Cup early rounds of th- and things like that. I genuinely so, forgot the League Cup existed. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I couldn't think of its, its name. Was it start just, after the World Cup? Or I, don't, the World Cup? I don't know, do I? I, I do, I, I mean, think it is. To be fair, like yeah, it must, must, if, this, if we're ever going to win the World League Cup, it's probably time to do it, because I really don't think anyone else is going to pay 
much attention to City that at always all. do. City just... Yeah, but I don't think they were... Oh, to be fair, I completely forgot Haaland wasn't even going to the World Cup. So yeah. 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 Yeah, he's yeah. just going to be like chomping at the bit, isn't he? League Cup will be his little warm-up after yeah. the World Cup, you know. That yeah. will be, Again, it's fucking annoying because that'll mean nothing to him if he lifts that. It'll mean nothing to him. Yeah, it'll just give it to like a cameraman or something. Yeah, isn't? exactly, yeah. It's like a pre-season tournament, isn't it? But, yeah. I yeah, mean, is, look, yeah. l- l- if we look at Spurs, that is... You know, we can say whatever we want about Brighton. They're a decent, a very decent, established Premier League team now. Yeah, they are. We've yeah. come off the back of a North London derby defeat, which there's been a lot of discourse about this, but it's fucking horrible. It's shit. But we've we've bounced back. I think, as Michael Dawson used to say, I think you know, Tuesday night, even though we didn't score a goal, I do think that restored some confidence because I thought we were really good on Tuesday night. Yeah, I, we I, were, I, never, yeah. I didn't get it. I, did, I honestly, I you know. As I already said, I've been. I don't feel like I've been negative this year, but I've been a bit down. Yeah, I. I'm talking this year. Tuesdays up there were the best performances of the season. We were good, easily. I we know. Were I know the finishing nicely. touch wasn't there. Yeah, but the amount I can't remember coming out of a Tottenham game more so than Tuesday, thinking fucking hell, we should have scored four or five there. Yeah, but we really should have, and I. I, I think that set us in good stead for today. To be honest, and we didn't even have. You know, we weren't as as great as we were on Tuesday today, but there wasn't really. A moment today where I thought we weren't going to win, nah, especially when we were one nah, up. When nah, we were one up, I thought, you know, I thought we were home and dry. To be honest, if that's very more, rare, that's very rare. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, if if like much more of a controlled performance, like we we went ahead and we were just like, okay, we've yeah. got this unless we drop a bollock. Yeah, I mean the thing is, we got Frankfurt midweek. I'll probably cover this off on the podcast on Monday, but still. It's nice to come off the back of a like a win in the Premier League going yeah. into Europe because like we're talking about Frankfurt, we should have beaten them this week. I feel I I personally I feel like we're going to smash them. At, at I, I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel I think to me it's got the makings of a two-three nil. Do you think make four nil job? Yeah, yeah. Do you think he'll make many changes? No. I don't either. I don't think he does it. Well, I think but Emerson definitely starts no. just because he can't start yeah. in the Premier yeah. League. Yeah, I think he goes with his, with his in his mind. Conte, I mean, in fairness, you know, if, if we're going with the same team that you know we played away from home with, then you can't really yeah. complain too much because we really should have put three or four past no. them. I, I think we demolished them, no problem. We really did, yeah. And again, you know what the annoying thing was? I said it when it happened. Son's goal today, obviously, it, it didn't count. It was offside. It was much harder than the ones that he missed at Frankfurt when he was onside. Yeah, and yeah. he just fucking buried it with a palm today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was offside. He was better like, today, Son. For everything we say. That's only Brighton's second loss of the season. Yeah, yeah. They're sitting sixth in the table still yeah. now. Like that's that is a good win it's for Tottenham. Very good win. That's very a very good, good win for Tottenham. Yeah. On, on paper and on the pitch, it was a very good win. So, I mean, we, we will go. We're, we're going to go into the player by player kind of breakdown now. But the only thing I would say, which is kind of a bit of a, a recurrent theme of the season, there's a little bit of me. That feels like I still don't feel like. No, I don't even know if this is true. There's a part of me that wants to say I feel like after watching that, I don't know if Spurs are like a good team or not. But when I look at that, I look at that as in that's what Manchester City do. That's yeah. what Liverpool do. Show up it to is. a difficult ground like Brighton and just win. But yeah, all that solid Chelsea teams of before, yeah. where they just kind of yeah, like that, go win. Like, that and was very, that deal. was very Conte's Chelsea. Yeah, wasn't it? I, yeah. But again, looking at that game, it, it still feels a little bit like we're playing with a handbrake on, doesn't it? 
it do, it still doesn't feel like you know the back end of last season we were putting four or five past teams. Mm. It doesn't feel like we've clicked into that yet. Part of that might have been you know the back end of last season. Some teams that we were playing might not have anything to play for, and you know now they do. But we, it doesn't feel like we've just hit that free flowing mm. you know sort of form that we saw to the back end of last season. What, what do you put it down to, Con? I don't know. I think at the start of the season it, it feels like these games have a lot more weight for the teams that we're playing. You know, whereas you, if you look at the teams that we were putting four or five past back at the last season, you know, Leeds, Villa, whoever else, Everton, it doesn't feel like, apart from Leeds who are in a relegation scrap, it doesn't feel like they those teams had a lot riding on it. Mm. Mm. But, you know, at the start of the season when we're playing these teams, they're going to be as up for it as they're ever going to be. It's a bit of me that, like, being brutally honest going into this, I was sort of thinking... About everything that's been going on the past sort of few weeks, about how Spurs have been playing, a lot of the kind of discussion that's going on around Conte, there has been that creeping thought in my head of like, actually, you know what? We only started to look good last year when Kulisevsky was quality. And this year we've looked crap and he's not really played Kulisevsky. Like, well, the thing is, what I was saying to you earlier, like, I can't believe that there were games earlier in the season when Kulisiewski was fit and ready to play and he started on the bench. It just seems mad now, considering how desperate we seem for him back. And we, we decided to drop him for Richarlison for some games, mm. which I don't think works. I think Richarlison's a player that's going to deputise for Kane in the middle or play on, play on the left for Son, which he's done mm. a couple of times. His first few appearances were there, weren't they? On the left, and I think he looks a lot better than he does on the right. It just seems a little bit clunky on the right, and it seems like it's a lot harder to connect the midfield and attack when it's Richarlison, Kane, Son. I think we really do miss Kulisevsky, but to be picking up these points without him. Mm. Let's uh, let's go into player by player. Um, so first of all, Hugo Lloris. Uh, honestly speaking, please correct me if I'm wrong, lads, but I don't think he made a single save tonight. I think I, I remember one, but it was a very very easy save. I mean, it was barely a save. Yeah, if anything. And in it, and I don't remember him, his distribution being horrific. I mean, if 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 he even had to distribute the ball at all. So. I mean, you'd think that a team like Brighton would put someone like that. You'd think his confidence would be pretty low compared to what it usually is. You'd think they'd put him under more pressure, especially at set pieces and stuff. But he didn't really seem bothered during the game. No. So, it, but it's it's good to see. To be honest, it's good to see, and I think he was pretty decent at Frankfurt as well. He looked pretty solid at Frankfurt as well. So, yeah, hopefully he's put the last Saturday behind him. It's funny because I have had that creeping feeling that Lloris, he had his arm injury against Brighton, actually, funnily enough. Um, oh, that was a significantly worse game. Well, was worse. Worse. Yeah. That was a fucking Nadir of Poch, wasn't it? Well, that was, that was Poch's, that was his, yeah, that was yeah, it. Yeah, right? yeah. As you say, with Nadir, that was yeah. the end of it, wouldn't it? Um but it felt after that point, I remember Luis getting his arm injury and thinking, that's the end of Luis's career. I think thinking, fuck me, we've got Gazzaniga for three months. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. done. And then I think Luis has come back from that and probably played the best football I've ever... I, last yes, season, I, I think it was his best ever season. I yeah. honestly think since he came back from that injury, it's the best yeah. he's been for something. But this year so far, I've suddenly been like, ooh, shit. Like, are we seeing now the end of Luis? Because... I don't think he's been great this year, but today, I don't know. I mean, he wasn't tested. That's he wasn't. He, he wasn't tested. He was a bystander. Let's be honest. He's done this before, you know. 
Uh, we again we mentioned earlier the the Harry Kane mask game the two two. He was at fault for that second goal against Arsenal again in those big games. But you know I don't know. It's hard. It's hard, and he's, he's done it at City away as well and stuff like that. But yeah, it's hard to it's hard to really criticise him is it for the last decade. I think it was this week. I think it's been eleven years since he made his debut. Finally forced Friedel out because I remember that was a, there was that couple of months. Uh, where Frieda was still playing when we had Lloris on the bench yeah. and Frieda was taking about half an hour mm. to get off his line to uh, come and <laughs> rescue some balls blessing the yeah. 41-42 whatever he fucking was I'm going to lump Romero and Dyer in together because it, it, it's just a funny thing it's so we've had four uh, good few games here and there mm. we've looked at Tottenham performances and thought the midfield have been completely bypassed they've not had to They've not done anything because of the way in which we play. The front three are not doing anything. But this game, when I think about our defence, when I literally think about Romero, Dyer, and Davies, they've obviously had a good game because we've not conceded, but I really don't remember them really having to do well, much. I think that's probably a good sign for us. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah, yeah, it is. Apart from there was one Davies moment where he played a very simple pass, boot it out for a throw in. Mm. and I said some words against him which I regret because I fucking love Ben Davis but he was the only one again which is good for a back three he was the only one that I noticed today yeah I think Romero might have played one or two stray passes but in the the, you know but you you know what that's a fucking again Eric Dyer at the centre of that defence his turnaround since Mourinho left he's been fucking remarkable and he's England call. Cool. I know he's back there now, but it's way, way overdue. Mm-hmm. And especially when you look at the state of fucking some of the defenders that are being picked for England. But I think Eric Dyer again today was fucking brilliant. But I saw again. I saw justice just this week. Somebody tweeted something like, "Blah blah blah." Conte's supposed to work miracles with Eric Dyer, but I don't. Where's that? I don't get where that energy's coming from. Like we, I think we were talking about during the game for the past eighteen months. He's been close to flawless. Yeah, he really has. Yeah, exactly. But he's just one of those, if you talk to any opposition fan, he's one of those teams you bring up Eric Dyer, they're like, ah, oh, no, shite. And yet, I don't know why, because most of his Tottenham career, apart from under Mourinho, he was bad, but that's because all we did was solely absorb possession. You know, we, we just surrendered the game pretty much, and a lot of it relied on our centre-backs being absolutely perfect, which it can't be. But under Conte, he's been... Along with, I don't know, who would you say, Hoybier? Under Conte, yeah. probably our most consistent player. And for someone in the middle of the fucking defence to be that consistent, and again today, you know, pretty much unnoticeable, I, I think it's very commendable. If we just, the thing is, it is a bit of an old trope, but I feel that Dyer is one of those players, if we'd assigned him this summer for 50, 60 million pounds, and he was playing the way he is now, people would be saying, what that was fucking my exactly. last yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. If he came in when Romero did. I honestly couldn't think of a single thing Dyer has done this year that I could fault him for. Is uh, Up there with Stones, who obviously has a much easier job at Man City every week, he must have been the most consistent English defender for the last three years. Madness. Must have um, ben Davies, we sort of touched on him there. I, I'm really interested to know what Antonio Conte's thought process is in terms of why is Davis started there? Why not Longley? I think it, just because Longley started in the week. I think it, I think it must be that. I I think now Longley is Conte's first choice on the back on the left of back three, 
and I think he's been fucking brilliant. Like mm. I, I've genuinely been quite surprised. People who know a lot more about football than us might not have been, but you know, if you look at Twitter, you know, Barcelona fans who are, you know, there's that's, they're nothing special opinion on are they? But they were very, very happy to see him go. But I think he's been absolutely brilliant since he came in. I think he's been the calmest member of, of the back three. He was one of our best players against Arsenal. There weren't many he was, showing themselves he was, glory he was against Arsenal. Can you remember Saka? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. They're getting a big chance. Not know? really. No. Exactly. And I, yeah, I think he's been absolutely brilliant since he came in. It's like who's probably Arsenal's best player? On yeah, balance, yeah, yeah, exactly. He yeah. kept him quiet. From None of it came down. down that side. No, it all came down the other side. I think Longley has been absolutely exceptional since he came in. Uh, I imagine we'll see him back on on Wednesday. But Ben Davies, I mean, do you think much of him? Like, I thought again, sort of performance. again, it's it's really hard to. I mean, it feels bad saying critique. Our our defense wasn't on on under it any pressure no. at all. So. Dale had a I th- again he's, fine he's much much more comfortable on the left of the back three than uh, left back mm. and uh, you know any any Wales fan of, of him is they've been telling you that for the last you know five or six years he's a left centre back in a back three as opposed to a left back and he's been genuinely pretty much you know faultless since he's since he's been playing there for us so obviously no Emerson Royale because he's suspended oh shame we saw Matt Doherty start today. I yeah. think we all, I think we were talking about this before, we were all expecting Sessignon on the left, Perisic on the right, but he yeah. has gone with Doherty, which is surprising after his... I'll tell you what is surprising, Doherty's fucking goatee. Yeah. <laughs> it's atrocious. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was a bit of a joke, because yeah. Spurs did a thing about it in pre-season, didn't they? There was Eric Dyer and Harry Kane talking about Doherty's goatee in pre-season, yeah. and I thought it was a bit of a joke, but he's, he's still got it, it's fucking it. October, and it looks disgraceful. Do you know that's why Conte's not starting him? I yeah. hope so, honestly. I hope I mean, it, doesn't, it doesn't help. I wouldn't like... start someone who looked like that. No. What do you make of his point? I thought, decent. Really? Again, decent, decent like... 6.8 six, six six out of 10, you know, it's it, just one of them, you mm. can't... Didn't I don't have have any real sort of like impact either way, like negative or positively. Yeah, but exactly, it's yeah. kind of that's how the game was. Let's not turn this into like a big whatever culture war or whether whatever no, way on, you want to put it. But yeah, let's go for it. I fucking love a culture war. Why? Why isn't he giving Joe Spence a go? I, I think I, I think that it, it's just because there's a pecking order. Doherty didn't let him down. In fact, Doherty was one of our best. But again, Fullback. was it two weeks ago he says uh, he's not going to play Docket because he doesn't want to lose games. I know he didn't necessarily have the same sentence. Yeah, but again, but I, I think it's that, that's, that's, that's kind I of like... Know. 
A, a, a part of me thinks it's because he wasn't his transfer. I know that's very petty. I agree with you though. I know it's very petty. <sighs> and yeah, I know it, I, it, I, would I be very know. Pe- it would be very petty of him to be doing that. But he's the only one who Conte has made a point of saying he wasn't my transfer. He's the club's transfer. And in the future, he might be a player for this club. Mm. But he wasn't my transfer. And he wasn't. Is my it like come January, bring me a uh, not Hakimi, but you know who else could we fucking get? Apart from Hakimi, which is never going to happen, who else a right wing back do we want? I I think I think Jed Spence is rightly the kind of third choice. I don't right wing so. back. I don't think he's just in, in terms choice. of pecking order. And no, I can Emerson understand Wales that. should always be fucking third choice, mate. Maybe so, but he's, what, he's a safe pair of hands, right? I, Emerson Royale, I get in possibly a, a, a big six game away from home. Like mm. you know, Anfield last season, the one-one. Emerson Royale was brilliant defensively. Yeah, fair enough. He should not be starting home games against bottom half teams because he just kills us. No, maybe not, but the, I, I still think in the, in the kind of grand scheme of things, Jed Spence is bottom of the pile not not through talent or whatever I just think because of who's there beforehand and and that's why we're not seeing I think it's as simple as that let's let's talk Bentenker Basuma and Hoybier all together yeah because to me we've been talking about the defence they've not really had to do anything today it's those three it's a brick wall like yeah. they were solid it would be interesting we've covered off at the top Brighton and not a two bob outfit anymore it would be interesting to see how those three performed, unfortunately, in the North London derby last yeah, weekend, for example. The, we were clamouring for. Yeah. But they kind of put in the type of performance today that I think a lot of fans... Because you were saying, Con, like, oh, I know we're just football fans, we can't tell Conte what to do. But I think a lot of us feel quite vindicated by okay. how those three performed together Absolutely, today. Yeah. It was a brick wall. It was, yeah. And I think Basuma looked a lot more assured than he did at West Ham away. Which, I think he was pretty poor there. Yeah. And I think that probably put Conte off a bit for playing this formation. Because mm. if we play this formation, you know, Skip's not been fit, has he? And I think if we play this formation, Basuma has to be raring to go fighting fit to start that game. And this is probably possibly one of the first first points that Conte thinks that he's been ready for. It. But, yeah, I think he's pretty solid. Again, you know, as we've said about a couple of the players, I think, you know, didn't really notice any massive positives. Didn't really notice any, you know, massive negatives. I think he was pretty solid, which which I think is quite a positive thing to be honest. Uh, in, in terms of Hoybier and Bentancur, I think in the week I think they were our two best players. Yeah, mm. uh, great. Which, if you check Twitter, I'm incredibly wrong there, and they were both shit. And they need to be sold. Uh, especially Tw- Twitter's Hoybier. not a real place, mate. Don't worry about it's it. It's not a real place. Not real human beings either. But I think that midfield three. I'd like to see it a lot more. I really would, because I think, as we as we touched on earlier, just the first 20 minutes, half an hour, which is usually by far our weakest point of a game, I think we looked the most assured we've looked all season. Just yeah. having that three there. We, just looked com- like we looked comfortable and in command. Okay, like, and, I, 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 and it flashed up, the, the possession flashed up yeah. after half an hour, and it was we were, what, 68, 69% possession. When was the last time that, that happened? It's the opposite of that, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But it's exactly. the sort of performance that you would feel that a club of our, let's be honest, our stature now should be putting in. Exactly, yeah. Absolutely. You know? We shouldn't be... Again, I don't want to do Brighton a disservice and I don't want to do today's performance a disservice, but let's be honest, we should be going to Brighton or they should be coming to us and we should be beating them. Well, yeah, that's the thing. And when we don't play this three in the field, we go to teams who are a lot 
you know, a lot worse than Brighton and we surrender possession to try and counter on these teams. Mm. But today we didn't do that. And I don't think we need to. <laughs> With the players we got, I don't think we need to. And then, you know, there's a, you know, there is a school of thought, you know, Kane and some of the two of the best counter-attacking players in the Premier League. So there's a school of thought we play to their strengths, you know, and that's why we do it. And fair enough. But I don't think we need to do it. And I think playing those three midfields shows that we don't always need to just especially away from home, just go and surrender possession and try and try and counter. Yeah. Ryan Sessing on out on the left. I think we we were all talking during the game, being like we didn't we were unsure as to how we felt about him, right? Yeah. Good performance today though. Again, decent. Like, didn't put a foot wrong. I mean, again, I can't off the top of my head think of anything he did that was particularly outstanding. I mean, did he get player of the match? I think he did. He did, I think yeah, he did. Yeah, that felt like it was just a bit of a... I think they were struggling for one. Yeah, yeah. Because, again, I mean, that, but that was case in point of, 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 the, of the game. that No one really stood out as being, as being brilliant. I mean, he didn't do anything... You know, he didn't get particularly in behind in, in I think he had, a big, he had a big chance... I think it was second half, which he fluffed, which he does have, you know, yeah, he, he does, does have the form that, for but... sometimes. I think he's been brilliant since Conte came in, especially just when you're comparing himself before Conte and, and since he came in. I think he's been, I think he's been brilliant. But as I said during the game, I just don't think he quite has that killer instinct. No. Self-belief, isn't it, with him? It is. A lot oh, of it is confidence yeah. as well. And there's been a couple of times this season, I think Chelsea away, he had a one-on-one with the keeper and just hit it straight at him. Uh, I think Wolves at home, him and Kane were running clear through, and he he, he spooned the pass to Kane. Yeah, I just think that that I think he's been brilliant. I think he's improved a lot, but I just think that killer instinct with the you know the final ball is just still missing a bit. So these things are Tony, mate. Yeah, well, <laughs> there's no need for that. I was talking about in the week in I'm terms trying, of like, trying to be nice. They're they're human beings and blah blah blah. We have to have understanding. And... No, they're robots, mate. But well, but. <laughs> You kind of have to separate it a little bit, don't you? When somebody is a highly paid professional athlete, there's a bit of a way I can extend, of course, on a human level, a level of sympathy to somebody who has maybe not got the confidence of one of his teammates or his peers and sort of thing. But, you know, you can't... The, the sympathy only runs so far, right? You know, yeah. and I think Cessignon, it's, it's an interesting one with him because he's getting... To the end of that now, I think probably with Conte and probably with a lot of the fans, I would I would probably say the majority of Tottenham fans. You're always gonna have a fringe, not even a fringe element, but an element who don't rate a particular player. But I I would probably say the majority of Tottenham fans, for I see exactly back him, yeah. want him to do well and see that there's a player there. Yeah, well, I mean, this is a good way of kind of like ranking players. If we were to sell him. This summer, what team would he go to? Everton. Would, yeah, Ever- that's Everton. The thing. Would there be any above us that would would look no, to coach him? I, I don't think so. Um, and, and, and if not even in and around Everton, like, Villa, it's not Brighton. Really, it's, exactly. not, it's not really yeah. a slight on him because he's been he's been very 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 good since Conte came in, especially for what he was before that as well. But I think a lot of it is we're willing him to do well. As opposed to yeah. expecting him to do well, yeah, you know, like Perisic, you think it's pretty much a given that he's going to be pretty solid left wing back. He's going to be putting some really good balls in, but setting on a, it, it feels a bit like we're just all willing him to do well because we like him, we we want him to play well, yeah. Which uh, I, and again, I think that's why I think he lacks that killer instinct. 
yeah, it's, it's like what you say, we're kind of like, he, he's getting to the end of that. Like, we're willing him to do well, but he's actually not. And I thought he was really going to kick on player. for the first game where he scored, didn't he? Against Southampton at home. Yeah. And I thought he's really going to kick on mm-hmm. there, but he hasn't really looked like scoring since. And I think for a Conte wing back, I know Emerson, fuck me, I've looked more likely to score for something than Emerson has, but I think you really need to be a goal for it. And I don't really think Sesnion is. I wouldn't no. really trust him if he was running three one on one. And aside from the first game of the season, I don't really think he's going to get in the positions to score. And I think you need to if for a left wing back in Conte's team. Kane and Son. So obviously Harry Kane scored today. Um, Kane and Son again. Forty three goals. Was seven, it? I think it was thirty six. Is it the pre, the Lampard and Drogba? Lampard, Drogba, thirty six, seven, gone seven clear. Forty three goals it's between fucking the fucking outrageous, isn't it? You know what's really annoying? We haven't fucking won the league. <laughs> It's mad, isn't it? It's every other fucking partnership in that list has, has pissed the league up uh, at one time. Yeah. And we haven't, those two haven't really got anywhere near it. And that's really annoying. Because <laughs> we fucking should have won the league with those two. It's not over yet, you know. But. Hey. What, what did you think about them today? Because I get. The, do you know, but this is the funny. The thing is, I'm probably sound like a broken record now, but it's like. I almost feel like the performances across the park. It's like, I don't think they were bad by any stretch of your imagination. We won the game, but I wouldn't look at Kane it's, and Sonsay and think they were great. It's probably what Conte's after, isn't it? It's fucking, you know, automatons. Yeah, These yeah, players yeah. who yeah. you don't really necessarily notice if they have a good, good game or a bad game. Everyone's pretty solid and we get the job done. But, yeah, I don't know. Son, to me, and at Frankfurt as well, this season looks like he's struggling to control the ball sometimes. Yeah. Apart from obviously the, the outrageous twenty minutes against Leicester, where he scored a hat trick and you know he was brilliant, but I don't know if it's a confidence thing with him. But there there are times this season where he's he's genuinely struggled to trap a ball, which mm. is probably quite worrying. Do, do do you? Because I think about him, I think about Salah, two similar players, very similar age, similar age, same age. I think dynamic players. Yeah. they've been. Salah probably a bit better than some, but comparable, I would say, over the past yeah. few years. Yeah. I've suddenly now just taken a bit of a dive, the pair of them. I don't, Has if, it caught up with them? I think if it was a terminal, I think it would it, it would have happened over quite a, a longer period of time. Because, you know, towards the back end of the last season, which is five, six months ago, some was incredible. And, you know, scored those, scored those goals to get him to the golden boot. And in the manner he did as well, he scored some outrageous goals. I think if it was a terminal thing and Son was, you know, on the decline and we weren't going to see him again, you know, in, in his best form, I think it would have been a more gradual decline. I think mm. this is just, I think he's a very, very streaky player and he always has been and even was last season as well. But I think it's just come at the start of the season, so it's a lot more noticeable. It's yeah. a lot more noticeable this season if it, if his first six or seven games he's off it than, you know, if it's in the middle of a season and he's already got 10 or 11 goals behind him. And I just think he's, 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 he's started the season with with one of his, his his poor streaks that we know he can have. Phil, if I was to ask you on Son, mm. talking about the sort of to the left of Kane, basically, would you rather at this point in time start him or Richarlison? Oh, do you know? I don't think he was. I, I think he was improved today. I, I think that he's playing with a lot of pressure on himself. Um, but in short, him every day of the week. I mean, I, yeah, he's one of our best players, like, and I just think that if you look at Liverpool a couple of, couple of years ago, 
if Mane wasn't in form, they wouldn't have thought about dropping Mane for someone else, would they? No. For that full yeah. three. And the, sa- the same with anyone who's got an attack that good. You, you don't drop players like that. You just don't. And I think that's partly why, you know, he's, he's, he's dropped Kudusevsky. Because he, he, he was just, he was just, Conte was just dying to play Son into form. He was always well, dying for, for Son to play himself into form. Yeah. Which was a struggle. And, you know, as, as I said earlier, looking back now, not playing Kulisevsky when he was fit looks fucking crazy because yeah. we're just dying for him now. And I just don't think that front three of Richarlison, Kane, Son works. A lot of people say, which I agree with, he's the closest thing we've had to Ericsson since Ericsson's he's, gone. He's a, he's a playmaker, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Which we, we just don't have anywhere near that. We, we need, you know, if, if there was a way that we could play our front three, Richarlison, Kane, Son and Kulisevsky on the pitch, it'd be great. But I just... I don't know. A lot of people are saying, you know, he could be the number ten in a midfield three. I don't know. I think Kudelski's a lot better cutting in from the left on his on his left foot. You know, I don't think if we didn't if we didn't sign Richarlison, we wouldn't be thinking about where we could fit Kudelski in. Mm. He's a, he's his position is on the right yeah. right wing, isn't it? And he's fucking brilliant at it. I, and I, I think I, yeah. it's a little bit mad that we we dropped him for Richardson. I understand because he's a big signing, everyone's very excited about him, and you know we wanted to try and get him in the team. But I think dropping Kulusevski was, yeah, pretty pretty odd. It felt like an easy rotation, but I think yeah. at the end of the Could, day, well, our, our best team includes some Kane and Kulusevski. Always, yeah, mm. absolutely. And that's not uh, you know to mug. Richarlison off at all but I don't think that's the position he was brought for he was, no, yeah, but that's Richarlison's that, brought as a Kane rotation option isn't yeah, he but, but I mean, Conte has so is is not looked like rotating has he so I don't know really do you so one thing I've sort of been thinking really going over the in the past weeks it's felt a bit weird I guess probably after like the Queen carked it and everything like that that we've <laughs> but she, but you know that that kind of period is—it's been a lot of talk because we've not had as much football and all that type of thing. The Kane has kind of been in the crosshairs a little bit. I reckon Kane took that harder than anyone else. But <laughs> but I felt a little. Genuinely speaking, the same as I felt with Romero, I've kind of felt that Kane is holding back a little bit because of the World Cup. Hundred yeah. percent. I, yeah. I mean, I think it's clear to anyone who's, you know, certainly us who watch him week in, week out. We can see, we we know exactly what he's about. I mean, he's literally said, playing for England is the greatest but, thing. What is that? Seven Premier League goals now already. Holland is blowing this shit out of perspective. It's, yeah, seven. In, That's seven Premier seven League goals. Seven and nine. You can't complain. You know, you can't you can't complain with a goal return. You really can't. But I think any Spurs fan who's watched the games. Will know that he's not quite been on it. Yeah. And he might. It, part of that might be holding back for the World Cup, and uh, it's not their fault that the World Cup's where it is. And you can't really blame them, can you? No, really? no, no, not at all. But I, 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 mean, haven't, well, I haven't got that vibe from Richarlison, who's Brazil's number nine, and I've never got the vibe that he's holding back. And I haven't, you know, I haven't really got it from Son. I know he's not been in form, but I've never thought he's not trying hundred percent. But for Kane you do sort of get that little feeling that he's holding back a bit but you know I don't know he's the England captain it's a World Cup this is probably what he's like this was his last World Cup as a you know yeah as, as the talisman as the guaranteed start you know it'd be what 33 next World Cup I don't know it's a tough one isn't it it's a tough one and you, you mentioned it earlier about Romero as well yeah. but 
ultimately, like we're saying, we, we say all this, there's all this discussion, but a lot, like, a lot of it comes down to, and we always say this, football's a simple game, and really, he scored seven in nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't complain about his return, you can't. Yeah, I mean, like... How many years has it been since we've had this? It's, it's, yeah. it's just a waste of time. This must be his, his best start to the season for a, a good few years in terms of goal scoring. And yeah, just, it must be. We, like, when we really think about it, like, I don't think we're fully prepared yet. I, mean, I don't think we need to live in that reality. We can just enjoy or take things as they are now. But it's going to be fucking horrible when Kane goes. We forget like what it was like before Kane was here. Who was so, our last proper goal scorer? Kim and Berbatov? Right. So Defoe talk, and a lot of people don't even like Defoe. Richard Hollison can score those goals. Can we talk about this? Us. Right, we, we brought it up earlier. <laughs> we, brought, we brought Kane up earlier and his future. What do you think he'd have to be... What do you think would have to be proposed to him for him to leave Tottenham now and for him to push to leave Tottenham now? Who do you think would have to come in? I mean, I, I don't know uh, what, 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 what's driving Kane at the moment. I think he's seriously focused on the World Cup and that's all he cares that's about right now. Definitely now, yeah. Definitely. So come the summer, And it's annoying, right? Because it's come at the fucking time where we've got Conte, who I know people have their reservations about and some of the, sometimes the football's not great, but he's a manager that we could feasibly win the league under. Yeah. So I think this World Cup's come at a really fucking annoying time. Typical. Where Kane might... You know, it might be different after the World Cup, or he might just be tired and he might be shit. But I, it I just do, feels like the stars never quite aligned for Tottenham. It, yeah, 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 it does. I mean, yeah. it, it, if, if, if England win the World Cup, which they're not going to, I reckon Kane just he stays forever. As, yeah, as exactly. I said earlier about Larice, like we, we were talking, you know, we said Larice has really never, he's never pushed to leave, and is, you know, there's never really been that much talk about him leaving Tottenham, even though he probably could have. But I think a lot of that is him winning the World Cup. And mm. you know his comeback to Tottenham after winning the World Cup. He's really happy at Tottenham. He's got a World Cup medal, and he's thought, "I'm probably not going to push to leave while well, I'm happy here, because I've got a World Cup." You know, and if at the end of the day that's all I win, it's pretty good. But and and that's what I really, really more so than just as an England fan winning it. That's what partly why I really wished England won the Euros last summer, because I really don't think Kane would want to leave Tottenham. If he, if he came as a Euros winning captain, I don't think he'd be looking to leave Tottenham to just win more trophies. He's got the photo of him lifting exactly, the a Euros, trophy, yeah. a big yeah. one. And you know? you know what? He would have if um, Saka didn't miss a penalty. So. <laughs> yeah. Arsenal let us down, didn't they? But apparently he's good now and he's, he's scoring penalties for Arsenal, so that's nice for him. That's so, nice for him. It is nice for him, isn't it? Yeah. Any more business today, lads? I think that's all good. No, just, just a, 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 a good kind of straightforward win. What's up next, Everton? home? After Frankfurt, Frankfurt, Everton at home. We should As we said earlier, so yeah, I know, you know, we'll probably talk before Frankfurt, but I, I do think we're going to smash them at home. Yeah. Three or four. Yeah. And, and same with Everton. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Even though, as I said earlier, weirdly, they've got the second best defence in the league this season. Mad. Which is a weird one. But I, I genuinely just... Is it Khamakhoudi? I just... I see this going as in Everton next, next Saturday isn't in a similar way that it did last season the 5-0 which is one of our best performances on the contest. Yeah, but again to be fair a lot of that was Kulisevsky so it's, it's still been pretty we don't really necessarily know when he's going to make do we and he's, he's definitely a big miss but as long as we're picking up points like today without him then it's that kind of standard Tottenham thing is it just being cagey about an injury yeah, yeah. 
maybe it's not a Tottenham thing. Maybe it's old clubs, but we've got the biggest exposure. To How fucking annoying is it that happened in the fucking Nations League? Yeah. Just a fucking glorified friendly. And Bollocks. he missed a North London derby, missed a Champions League game. He must be annoyed as anyone. It was just infuriating. He wasn't annoyed about missing the North London derby because he's a fucking good. Well, in fairness to him, he picked up. In fairness to him, you fucking no. In fairness to him, he picked up the injury after seventy minutes for Sweden and played on for the rest of the game and made it worse. Oh no! Sorry, out, Kulu. It's a shame because I fucking love him and I genuinely think he's our best player. Yeah, I probably think he's our best player as well. I really do, yeah. Yeah. Probably not talent-wise, you know, Kane's probably our best player, but but since he joined... Momentum-wise? Yeah, since he joined, I think he's been our best player. I think we've really, really missed him. But yeah, there you go. Okay, then. Okay, well, if you have enjoyed that, leave a review, rating, all that type of stuff on your chosen podcast. Exactly, like, subscribe. Comments on your and uh, there'll be a pod in the next few days. Come on, you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.